welcome to the Experiential Education Podcast. This week, I'm talking with Pete Johnson, who is the team leader for the Learning Through Action Environmental Education team at Christchurch City Council in New Zealand. The Learning Through Action team provide place-based learning experiences for school children throughout Otutahi, Christchurch, with a focus on sustainability. After travelling extensively, Pete is now well and truly settled in Canterbury and enjoys getting out into nature as often as he can. With a background in outdoor education and several years in the classroom as a primary teacher, Pete found his dream role with Christchurch City Council where he gets to combine education with the environment. As a strong advocate for experiential education, Pete believes Otutahi Christchurch is really benefiting from people connecting more with their local environment and community. For our New Zealand listeners, I do apologise for my pronunciation on that. It was a wonderful experience being able to meet with Pete and chat about the amazing programs he's running in and around Christchurch in New Zealand. So thanks for talking with us today, Pete. You're responsible for the experiential education programs with Christchurch City Council. Could you give us an overview of the range of experiential programs that the council runs for schools? Sure. Kia ora, David. Nice to spend some time with you today. Yes, so we provide a range of environmental education, education for sustainability programs across Christchurch. Got around 22 programs that we provide to the schools. They're all free and we work very hard to keep them free to the, to the student community. All of our programs are focus, focused on sustainability with themes of biodiversity, water and waste, climate change, civic education, student voice and civil defence emergency management. The programs cater for year zero right through to year 13, so right through the, the schooling levels. They're all linked to the New Zealand curriculum, so it's really important that we do what we can to make life a little bit easier for the teachers and, and that they can see those those links through the curriculum there. We use around 20 sites around Christchurch or Tatahi and those range from the beaches through to the regional parks, water and waste management sites and we also have some programs based here at Tuhonunga, our civic offices in town. Um, so quite a range of sites that we use as well. Uh, the programs run for around about two hours and where the groups are led through a series of interactive hands-on learning activities and that helps them to really consider the environment that they live in. The programs always finish with a focus on where to from here and what action can we take, which we feel is really, really important. And we look to incorporate as much uh, te reo and te kainga Māori as we can into our programs, so we feel that's very, very important. So with the where to next, what's an example of, say, you finish a program with a group of students and is it maybe an activity that they take back to school? Is it a continuation? What's their next steps? That will vary quite a lot depending on the the learning outcomes that the group are looking for. So it's often an action-based part of their learning. So they might be looking to work on a restoration or conservation project in their local school community. It might be something that they want to do on their, on their school site. It might be a behaviour change that they're looking for in their school community or wider community. Yeah, so it can really range from planting a few trees in the ground, um, doing a river clean-up, changing recycling behaviour in their school or the community, We've had groups that have created signs that have been put out into the environment with permission to encourage people to to do the right thing, to look after the environment. 
Uh, it might be that they're just on a long learning journey and our program is a part of that. So often the programs are used as a, a where to from here, what do we want to do with this experience and where can we go from here? So we're used in many, many different ways. That's really good. It's very forward thinking. Not a lot of councils that I've come across are doing something like this. When did the council start these programs and why, and I think you've already kind of touched on it, why is it so important to the Christchurch community and New Zealand community in general? So the programs have been running about 20 years. In Christchurch City Council, we have a strategic framework which guides the, the work that we do. There's four areas of focus for community outcomes in that framework, and they are strong communities, livable city, healthy environment and prosperous economy. So it's really important that we not only provide opportunities for the citizens of Christchurch to connect and care for our city, but it's, it's also important that we actively encourage that. Studies have shown that when we connect with nature in our local spaces, our well-being increases. So Christchurch, is, as you're probably aware, has been through some pretty tough times in the last 10 years. And th through that time, I believe that, that people are far more aware of the environment around them. So this alongside the daily talk around climate and environmental concerns has really created a, a sense of wanting to do something. So I guess I see our programs as, as a vital part of empowering the students and the communities to do this something. Whether it's, you know, like I mentioned before, whether it's planting trees or putting the right thing in your recycling bin, working with a neighbouring school to restore an ecological corridor. Yeah, and we really believe that, that the work that we do helps the citizens of Christchurch to work towards those community outcomes that are so important. What sort of school groups do you have using the programs and do the students come once or is it an ongoing thing over a number of years for them? Well there's uh, just over 200 schools in and around Altatahi Christchurch and over the last five years we've pretty much worked with all of them. In the last 12 months we've had around 15,000 participants through our programs so that's uh, a mix of students and the adults that accompany those groups so that's really fantastic. We feel like we're reaching a really wide audience. Our programs are available to all schools so regardless of decile, regardless of location, regardless of their situation or their, or their school culture we're available to everybody which is yeah, really good. We work really hard to keep our programs free and available to these schools as part of their learning journey, they will look at what we have to offer and they will choose a program that suits their particular needs or a range of programs. So it's pretty common for the schools to come back to us year after year. Some schools see us on a two yearly rotation. Very occasionally we get a one-off visit from a school, but by and large, once they know about us and what we can provide, they, they just keep coming back, which is really, really awesome. Um, we also do a little bit of work with adult groups around the community, but we're mostly focused on supporting the, the schools. You do have a, quite a wide range of programs as well. So, so they run within the city and down along the coast. Why did you choose these diverse areas? Yeah, good question, David. So as I mentioned, it's really important that we provide that connection opportunity for the citizens in Christchurch and around Christchurch. So connection with the environment, connection with the services and facilities our beautiful city has on offer, and also connection with community. We purposely choose a range of sites for our programs. It will be from the beaches to the parks through to some of the water and waste sites, as I mentioned. So it really depends on what the learners are focused on. Our programs are site-based learning, place-based learning. So we feel very strongly that to learn about a particular thing, there's no better way than to be immersed in it. 
that's why we offer quite a range of, of sites for our programs. If they're focused on biodiversity, they might want to get into the bush. If they're focused on recycling, we can take them to the recycling station. So, yeah, quite, quite a range. Another reason that we provide a diverse range of sites is to make it more accessible for the schools. We appreciate that there's lots of pressures on schools in terms of, of getting out of the school grounds for a day or half a day. There's associated costs with that. And we feel that in order for this programs to be accessible to the schools, we need to provide a range of, of options there for them. So we do work with schools as well to look at local spaces that they're particularly interested on. And we really want to support that focus that they're keen to, keen to look at. Yep. Getting them out of the school and out of the traditional classroom is excellent. You hit the nail on the head, it's how we learn. If we go to a site, we understand that so much more than just sitting in a classroom and seeing a picture on the on the screen or, or whatever it may be. Yeah, absolutely. And we, we really firmly believe that it's great for kids to get out there and get a bit of dirt under the fingernails and smell those things that they're going to smell and see the things that they're going to see. And that's really the connection that we're aiming for. And we find that once we help to create that connection, the students really want to be a part of the environment and, and to look after it. You know, it could be a, a bunch of trees or it could be looking after their rubbish or recycling practices. So really, really important that we get them out to those sites, yeah. So if I was a primary student and I went on one of these programs, what would be my sort of experience during that session with you guys? Well, apart from having a whole lot of fun, of course, you'll experience being guided through lots of engaging, exciting and interactive activities that will support the learning that you're doing at school. So part of the reason that the teachers pick the programs to come on is that they see some lots of synergies between what we can provide and what they're focusing on at school. For some schools, that will just be a short-term focus. It might be a matter of weeks. For other schools, it might be something that they're, that they're really drilling down on for the whole year. So the teachers will choose a program that's appropriate to them. You'll be in a real-world classroom, and that for us is invaluable. So to be prepared for a uh, stimulation of the senses, absolutely. I can imagine if you go to the waste treatment plant, that would be an overstimulation of the senses in many ways. Absolutely, but, that's, <laughs> but those are the reactions that we're looking for. Yep. We want yeah. them to notice what is going on around them, and we want them to interact with that, and we want them to question it, and we want them to be curious about it. Those are the sorts of things that we experience on a daily basis through our work, which is fantastic. Our educators and the team are really skilled facilitators, so we've got, we hold lots of knowledge and we have lots of experts around us to guide us in our mahi and our work. And we've got a really good sense of how to help the students get the most, most out of the experience. And we all really love what we teach as staff, so we're incredibly passionate about sustainable practices and that really comes through in our work with the students. We have occasionally been known to tell some really funny jokes as well, so you could probably expect one of those during the program at least. Excellent, excellent. I'm sure the kids love that. <laughs> What's your favourite spot? Do you have a special place in, in or around Christchurch that you love? Well, one of the fantastic things about what we do is we have a lot of variety in our job, in our daily, daily work, in our weekly work. I don't think I have a favourite spot in particular, I just really enjoy being able to help people connect with wherever we are. 
we'll have days up on the hill where we're looking out across to the Southern Alps and it's a beautiful blue dome sky and we'll be thinking, wow, this is an amazing place to be. But we'll have other days where we're at the recycling transfer station and we'll be thinking, I'm really, really glad to be able to provide an opportunity for members of the public through the school to come and see this place. So not one particular favourite spot, but I guess, you know, just being outside and being amongst the environment and being amongst the services that our city has, is, it's, it's a real honour and it's a, a real privilege to be able to do that. So Fantastic. That just makes it so meaning, so, so much more meaningful. Yeah, well, like I mentioned before, all of the educators on our team, we, we really love what we, what we teach. We walk the talk and that comes through in our mahi. You know, we often have parents or teachers coming up to us and saying, I can see that you really love what you're doing, you're really passionate about it. And we feel that if we can share some of that passion and, and work towards those community outcomes that the Christchurch City Council has, then, you know, we can go home at the end of the day with a big smile on our face as well. So, yeah, that, that's what we're looking for. So you've got years zero through to 13. How does it differ or how does it change as you go through those more senior years so that the older the students get? You might have a fairly basic hands-on activity for the junior school kids, but how do you then extend those senior guys? So each of our Learning Through Action programs are aimed at a band of year levels. For example, we have programs designed for year zero to twos. We have programs that are designed for secondary school students and a whole lot in between. So we're all very experienced teachers, so we have lots of practice in relating to students of all age levels and all abilities. So generally with the younger students, the programs are more tactile with shorter activities. And with the older students, we encourage deeper level thinking and critical thinking. So we're really looking for those older students to really be questioning what is going on around them, and, and we actively encourage that. We find that depending on the ability of the students that are coming along in the age level. So the activities that are in the programs are designed for the age level that we, that we put out with the, with the guidelines. And with the older students, we can find that they can think to things to a much deeper level. And so we will really help them to, to dive into that and to be questioning what, is, what do we have in our environment and why is it important. We can do that a certain ex- to a certain extent with the younger students as well, but we find with the, with the younger children we do need to keep things moving a little bit more rapidly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Shorter attention span for, for some of those kids. Well, some would say, <laughs> yeah. We, we always aim to have lots of fun during our programs, yeah. whether we're working with five-year-olds or 15-year-olds. Yeah. And, and like I said, you know, we have experience across those age ranges, so we, we feel we're pretty good at relating to the students regardless of their age. One of your big focus is the environment and climate change is a massive issue. It's referred to by the council as a climate crisis. Now, we're not referring to that in Australia, unfortunately, and it's, it really is like, like watching a train wreck and the first carriage de- is derailed and, and people are just thinking, oh, no, it'll, it'll right itself. Why has the council and why has New Zealand taken this fairly proactive approach and how do you see that fitting in with helping your students and helping do something about the problem of climate change? Well, I can't, probably can't speak on behalf of all of Aotearoa and New Zealand, <laughs> but certainly as a council employee, yes, so our council has declared a climate emergency, along with many other councils around Aotearoa and New Zealand. So we really feel it's imperative that we're involved in the education around that, particularly in relation to mitigation and adaptation actions going forward. 
So with all of our programs, as mentioned, we look to connect the groups with their area of focus. Climate change is something that everyone is talking about at the moment. And particularly with recent youth voice getting louder across the globe, more and more children we're finding want to know more about what is happening and what can be done about it and how can they get involved. So we've developed our program called Future Proof Climate Change with a lot of support both in and out of council. So our program's designed to complement a, a really amazing resource that's being launched in the first week of December 2019 by the Ministry of Education. That's coming out through the TKI Education for Sustainability website and that resource is called Climate Change Prepare Today, Live Well Tomorrow. So that's a nationwide resource, a learning program that is being rolled out to support teachers to guide their learners, their students through the journey if that's what they want to focus on. And in that there is an action component. So we see our program as an example of an action component. It's what can they do? What what can they enact on or what can they do with those those feelings about climate change and how can they find out more about it? So the program, yeah, again, leads them through a series of activities where the theme is thinking global, act local. So we start by just looking at what climate change is, just briefly, on a global scale, and then we very quickly uh, zoom in to the local scale. So we look at the local causes and effects of climate change in and around Christchurch and Canterbury, and work through some activities with the students where we look at what we can do about that. So it's about exploring options, but it's also about empowering the students and, and the people that come on the program with knowledge. I like that connection with there's got to be action to it so there's certainly there's been a lot of protests but what are we going to do and if if we've got that built into educational programs that's awesome because then it empowers kids to actually go and do something and make those first steps to change. Yes well I think for a lot of people the concept of climate change can be really overwhelming and you know we've heard time and time again I'm just an individual what difference can I possibly make but we feel very strongly that that's where the change starts to happen is with the individual. So we look at simple things that you can do in your lifestyle that really are not that different from what you're doing at the moment but can make a huge collective difference. So yeah, like I said, we you know we explore the local causes and effects and we're just we're just working through with the students and just just looking at um, some simple lifestyle changes that can be made. So yeah, it's it's very achievable the things that we're we're talking about and the students need to come away with a feeling that they can make a difference. It's Absolutely. really really yeah. important that they feel empowered about that. With your programs, have you had some really cool aha moments either with a student or with a teacher that they've been out there with you and they've just gone. Ah, and, and they've, they've had some sort of really awesome experience and something's clicked in their mind. Yeah, well, I guess we're fortunate enough that we see this almost on a daily basis through the work that we do. The great thing is that we have aha moments when we're working with the children as well. So the children will often show a deep awareness or understanding of a local issue or they'll show a real passion around wanting to do something about it and they'll share that with us during the program. And that's a, that's a great aha moment for us as well alongside their, their peers in the classroom. It's super inspiring to get that from the children and to see that, that, that little light light up in their eyes. And yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely one of the wonderful things I love about the work that I do is, is seeing that often. A couple of examples, I suppose, off the top of my head. Uh, I had a conversation with a parent helper 
recently on a program focused on recycling and waste management. Uh, she told me that her son had attended the program two years ago and since then has been working in the household to implement behaviour change, <laughs> uh, um, particularly in relation to recycling. And the mum told me that he's still giving mum and dad a hard time if they're not quite getting it right. So, you know, there's a student who is halfway through his schooling who has really, really taken that experience on board. And, and in, a, in a nice way, I have to say, has taken that home and just basically try to, you know, communicate that with his family and encourage his family to, to shift their behaviour. And the mum had a big smile on her face when she was talking about it because she realised that that was a really special thing for her son to have done. So that was, that was great. That's fantastic. Another, another one that pops to mind is uh, recently I was working with a group in one of our local wetlands. The programme culminates in an activity based on food webs. So the students had loads of fun working through the, the end activity and then all came to a, a strong realisation towards the end that we're all really part of nature and that we're all connected through nature. And I believe that the sense of awareness that they went away with really was fueling a desire for the children to want to do something in the environment. So again, it just comes back to that connection and we see that often through our programmes. And that's a really positive outcome to, to be seeing as an extension of that, what are you seeing as the long-term impact? These programs have been running for many years. What's the long-term impact that you're seeing and where to? How are you going to continue this and develop it and grow it? Well, Christchurch Otsutahi has come out the back of a pretty traumatic 10 years. Natural events going on and man-made events going on which have really hit the city quite hard. So we believe that people are much more aware of their surroundings now, much more aware of the environment and, and their need to be part of that. We've had some terrible bushfires on our hills, and nothing on the scale of what Australia is experiencing at the moment horribly, but all those sorts of things help people to become more aware of what is around them, I guess. So the impacts of our programs will take many, many forms, but the thread that runs through those impacts is that greater sense of awareness and that greater connection with what is around them, which is wonderful. There's many, many projects going on around Christchurch at the moment where schools are wanting to be a part of something that is happening in the city or in the environment. And as is fairly common in the educational realm, you know, once one group hears about another group doing something, they want to know more about it. So that's fantastic. There's, there's a strong network of communication going through Christchurch around these projects. The impacts will range from a class wanting to go and do a clean up at the beach, right through to getting more involved in supporting their community around the, the environmental well-being of their community. So it can be something really small scale, but still really important, right through to something quite broad. There's lots of opportunities through our programs for schools to be put in touch with other environmentally focused groups that can support their continuing journey. So that's really, really important as well. We communicate regularly with schools and always been told stories about how the programs have had a positive and lasting effect. So those two examples that I gave earlier, you know, that's just a couple of quick snapshots of the sorts of things that will happen over time. The parent helpers that come on our programs often comment on how much they've learned as well, which is fantastic because yeah. it's a great way to educate through the generations. And uh, what better way to spend half a day than learning alongside your son or daughter? It's, it's a fantastic opportunity. 
Are you intending on growing the, the number of programs or just building upon the sites and areas that you're using at the moment? Well, we're constantly talking to the learning community about what we provide. We're wanting feedback on is it still relevant, is it still current, is it still you know, suiting the needs of your, of your learning communities. And, and what we're hearing constantly is yes, just keep doing what you're doing. So we try and stay fairly close to the core of what we provide because we know that it's well received and we know it has an impact and we know that by and large what we're doing is, is a good thing for, for the schools in and around Christchurch. The climate change program that we're developing at the moment is our main area of new development and yeah of course it's really important that we do that alongside everything else that is happening in council and to a certain extent nationally as well. We, we're constantly communicating with the schools in and around Christchurch just to, just to remind them about the opportunities that are there. At certain times of the year we will put particular focus on certain programs so New Zealand practices something called the shakeout once a year to remind people about how to act in an earthquake emergency. So we'll promote our civil defence emergency management programs just before that. So just generally keeping things going as we're going. We really love what we do. We know that the schools really appreciate what we provide. So it's the old adage, if it don't break, don't fix it too much. <laughs> Exactly, <laughs> just incremental improvements as, as you go along the way. Absolutely. So. We're always looking to improve. We're very, very reflective in our practice. We're all trained teachers, so we're very, very familiar in having to be mindful of what we provide and, and constantly striving for better all the time. Absolutely, and it's that reflection on learning or the reflection on the activity that, that is so valuable and so powerful for, for both staff and students. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for giving us an idea of the work that you're doing, the fantastic work that you're doing. Really, really great environmental and experiential education programs for the students over here in Christchurch. So thank you very much for your time, Pete. Really appreciate it. Yeah, no problem, David. Thanks for the opportunity to, to share some of what we do with you. Maybe I'll just close with a whakatauki or a Māori proverb that's been gifted to us to share through our programs. So it's mā te tai o ki o whakapākari ōranga. Let nature and strengthen your well-being. That was Pete Johnson, team leader for the Learning Through Action Environmental Education team at Christchurch City Council. For more information on the great range of programs offered by Christchurch City Council, check out the show notes. If you're enjoying the podcast, please leave us a rating and a nice review. It helps others to find the podcast and helps us to review and improve the show as well. If you'd like to get in touch or want to let us know about an experiential education program you're running, please drop us a line through the website. Join us next week as we explore more great stories and ideas for experiential education.